When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday at Hale Varsity Radio. We're presenting by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you sending thoughts and well wishes as you celebrate Martin Luther King Day. Busy show as we'll dive into uh, quite a weekend of additions, subtractions, and uh, a familiar face back on the Nebraska football roster. We'll get into all of that. Uh, what really happened with Rouse, the offensive tackle, and uh, his uh, destination, uh, Norman, will check in with former, uh, well, Sooner standout at quarterback, but uh, Sooner insider Dean Blevins, his perspective on uh, Walter Rouse as he is off to Norman. Of course, the, the good news for Nebraska fans coming down with MJ Sherman a little bit earlier today, and uh, the reports uh, accurate with Xavier Betts back with the Huskers. Numbers to get in can join us today on Hale Var City Radio. Dial up at 466 3776. 466 3776. Toll free 800 825 5865. Can watch the show and stream us and contribute on the StreamYard platform so many different ways. You have ESPN, Lincoln, Facebook, and Twitter. The YouTube channel, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio, where you can follow that and also catch Coffee and Cream and Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers weekday morning 7 to 9. Be sure to check those fellas out. Listen, uh, busy, pretty eventful weekend. And oh, yeah, Elijah, incredible NFL action. We will definitely dive into between Cincinnati hanging on. The Chargers doing the unthinkable, Buffalo surviving and advancing, and what to make of Dallas tonight. I think of my brother-in-law, Andy, Uncle Andy, biggest Cowboy fan I know, and he's not one of these bandwagon Cowboy fans. Uh, Grew up, family is really close with Jay Novacek, so he's got a, a local tie with uh, a Cowboy great at tight end. So he's been a Cowboy fan uh, with the uh, Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer years for a long time, and he is absolutely sweating it out uh, tonight. We'll uh, for sure uh, get some perspective on, on the Cowboys. So Dean Blevins in about 20 minutes, and then in hour two, we'll do a Black Shirt Monday for you. Uh, we'll spend time with Mr. Black Shirt Charlie McBride, and then Husker Standout uh, and uh, – your uh, co-host with uh, uh, Big Red Wrap-Up, Jay Moore, going to join us. Give us a follow on Twitter. 
uh, at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt, that's me. And then Elijah Herbal at Herbal Essence for Elijah. Where do we spin? Where do you want to start with the news? Let's start with uh, Xavier Betts mm. as uh, with the quickness has uh, weighed in. Uh, crackling audio tube. Whoops. <laughs> Time for a new PC. <laughs> hey. Uh, I think we're clean and clear. I don't know. Hey, we can ta- we can take donations. You can Venmo me at Herbal Essences for a new uh, a new PC. I promise it'll only go to work. Uh, so any and all yeah. donations are accepted for this new PC. But uh, Brody <laughs> wants to know about bets and the the rundown. And we kind of touched on this this weekend uh, about Xavier and, and where he was at with Nebraska. Was looking at maybe portaling to Pittsburgh and uh, Nebraska. And Coach Rule reached out, and uh, the conversation began as things progressed over the weekend. Uh, there was a couple of meetings that went on. You had a 6 p.m. meeting with the team and Rule, and then they uh, had the, uh, the, the the team dinner that maybe you saw on social media last night uh, as winter conditioning uh, gets going this week. Classes are back a week from today, the 23rd. And uh, you had uh, a really cool situation, too, with Rule, where there's an optional parent meet and greet uh, from four to six yesterday. But uh, Betts, of course, took off March of 2022, entered the portal the third, and that's where Coach Rule made contact with Betts. Uh, Betts uh, back with Nebraska. That is the good news. You're going to get close personal attention, I would believe, by Matt Rule and, of course, uh, the new wide receivers coach, uh, a priority to, to make sure Betts is comfortable, but also have an accountability, right, for, for Betts and, and everybody in the program. You cannot deny this. 18 games, uh, 32 receptions, 417 yards, catching the football, three carries, 109 yards. That burst to the end zone, as you remember so well, against Northwestern, 109 yards. So 35 touches, uh, almost uh, 550 yards of total offense and two touchdowns in limited touches for Xavier Betts. The guy is a game changer. He's a difference maker. He's just got to be on the field. And it's up to him to know every situation in all situations. It's also Nebraska's job to get that out of him. But at least you have him still in the 402 area code, and he ain't going to go be making plays somewhere else. But above all, you want Xavier to be happy, healthy, and uh, ready to, to rock and roll on the field and off the field. Sometimes you need a break. He got that break, and I think he's ready to get back at it and, and be, uh, be the talent that he is and, and of course, be the, the, the fine young man that, that he is. Well, I mean, look at what you have in the wide receiver room if Xavier Betts comes back and is, is close to his former self because – what he was previously was a guy who had the athleticism to be a starter on the football field. He just kind of had to put it all together. Any, any team, any conference. Any, yes, I agree with that 100%. So you look at Betts, combine that with Marcus Washington. You'll have Malachi Coleman coming in who, I mean, what do you expect from your freshman? This is a conversation that we've had over the past week or so because of what we saw from Georgia. Malachi Coleman is the perfect mold for the kind of guy that you want to see the field his true freshman season. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, but a guy who, as the season goes on, works himself into a bigger and bigger role. And you know what? He's around a whole bunch of experienced guys that can pick up some of his slack whenever he makes freshman mistakes because that's what freshmen are going to do. They're going to make mistakes. But I think Malachi Coleman, based on 
pure raw athleticism and, and, and sheer physical talent is good enough to, to see the field his freshman year. He's got that kind of speed, explosiveness, and height. And whenever you look at what the wide receiver room is right now with the return of Xavier Betts, you have Marcus Washington already around. Alante Brown was all right in the slot last season, and I think you can expect some more from him in the slot this year. Uh, we learned today Isaiah Garcia Castaneda is coming back, and I think he's a guy who could be at least uh, a spot role player guy in that wide receiver room. You have a decent looking wide receiver room, and then you can add in a freshman Malachi Coleman who can go in and show flashes. The coaching staff just needs to figure out how to utilize him the right way. And that wide receiver room goes from being a place that a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, you went, there's some talent there. It might not be the, the best on the offense to being a room that realistically is a shot of being the best position group on that offense just on pretty much – an addition or two. You know what you have in the running back room that uh, Coach uh, Barthol's excited about? You know, you've got a couple of experienced quarterbacks. The offensive line situation, you've got guys that have played a lot of football. You factor in the addition of Billy Kemp uh, at, at the wide mm-hmm. receiver spot as I, well. Another guy who's going to be great in the slot with Lante Brown. And I'm not penciling in Kemp as the starter over Brown just now. I think there's going to be competition because mm-hmm. we have Kemp, options. Kemp's got a, a, a playbook to learn and a new coaching staff to try to impress and a new weight staff and just a whole bunch of change. But you have competition. You have talent in that wide receiver room. And I'm agreeing with you 100% on that point. Well, and it's uh, really about management now. Management buy-in, young head coach that's just a couple of years older, maybe the same age. If you look at Marcus Washington, Coach McGuire comes in. Don't kid yourself, Matt Rule will be very hands-on uh, with the relationship. It just doesn't stop once you sign the papers. Matt Rule will be hands-on with guys that, that need some extra attention and some specific attention. And uh, you have Xavier Betts that was able to connect with uh, Coach Rule. There's a comfort level and uh, good stuff from Brady Oltman's HailVarsity.com. Check his workout on the Betts edition. So that is uh, a familiar name that is back. A new name that is part of this revamp when it comes to Nebraska's defensive line. What did Matt Rule say day one uh, on, 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 on college game day? What did he say day one at the Hawks practice facility? The emphasis is on the offensive and defensive lines. That trend continues with Nebraska able to get, uh, and it's not a a line position, but it does affect the line, and that is going to be MJ Sherman, a a borderline five-star talent that uh, was at Georgia for three years, never cracked the starting lineup, but did his work on special teams. Nebraska able to land MJ Sherman, uh, we'll have some comments from MJ Sherman. Did a sit down here just a few weeks back with DogNation.com, and they uh, they kind of a meet and greet interview type setting with him. But with with uh, Sherman, I mean this setup for Nebraska is pretty unique. And and what it looks like right now when you look at the rebuild of the defensive line. Where has Nebraska gone? They've gone to the SEC for a couple of spots, one on the uh, interior of this presumed 3-3-5 defense and then also additions to be difference makers, stress makers off the edge 
at outside linebacker with Chief Borders and MJ Sherman. Okay, uh, those are those are just a couple of the, of the names that you get from SEC country, Florida, and of course, uh, don't forget about uh, 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 Elijah Judy mm, uh, out of A&M. Texas A and M. He's a defensive lineman. So there's three SEC gets: Georgia, Florida, A and M. You have Wallen from JUCO. And you also do have uh, the option here with guys that have been in the program. Jamari Butler, Blaze Gunnerson, two guys you like their athleticism. You know Ty Robinson and Nash Huttmacher are back. Roquan Buckley is still a part of the program. So they're, they're, there are guys who've been in the program. There's guys that have seen some time and, and played well in their limited opportunity and then you go to the portal to to supplement because you you did lose mathis you did lose garrett nelson you did lose caleb tanner so in short order nebraska now nine transfers in and this happened pretty quickly happened pretty quickly as you had and what is it now eight eight georgia players have jumped into the portal since the championship and the georgia culture is one of well, it's one of championships. They get who they want. They're like Alabama. They're like Ohio State. They kind of pick who they want if you can make the cut. And Sherman was the number six player in the country, all right, the number one player out of the D.C. era uh, area in his, uh, in, his, in his prep school. I mean, the guy was just a holy terror in high school. And in three years at Georgia, he put his nose down and contributed where he could, which was special teams. That's how good Georgia's been on the line of scrimmage. On uh, Frankly, that's how good they've been in their front seven. So it's not like he can't beat a, a, a so-so player out. He's been stuck behind guys. You ask the question, Elijah, why do guys want to leave? What's the reason? And after three years, if you've been around that Georgia program, Am I going to play or not? Would I have played already? Or is there just too much talent stacked against me? Not that I'm not a good player, but there's just really, really good talent in the room. And the question is, is MJ Sherman more Trey Palmer or Stephon Winks? We said the same thing about those two guys last cycle. Both these guys, they they were high-level talents coming out of high school. They were both stuck behind some first-round talents in their locations uh, with – win down at Alabama and with Palmer down at LSU both those guys were, were in a similar spot where you go okay are they not playing because they haven't quite lived up to potential or are they not playing because they're just stuck behind so much talent that's the question that we have with Sherman right now he's a very very high level talent was highly sought after coming out of high school was considered to be a guy that you know what if he goes and lives up to potential he's a, a second or third round pick if he goes and and performs like you'd expect a, a Georgia defender to perform he's going to be a first round pick he's got that kind of physical ability to him the question is is why was he sitting is it just because there's top 10 picks ahead of him and you know what he, he's more of a late bloomer and needed some time to develop in college and now he gets a chance to go shine elsewhere or is it because you know what he, he gets to college and he wasn't quite living up to that billing of what he could have well, been it's with a tough transition and it's a very tough transition especially at a place like georgia so that's the question and in my mind when you listen to his maturity and how he conducts himself on a football field i'd lean towards the fact that he's just stuck behind top 10 picks and he gave it his all at georgia and you know what there's always more talent coming up at georgia and he's gonna have to 
fight to the nail just to see the field at Georgia, despite the fact that he's a good football player. And he's saying, you know what? I can go step into a room at Nebraska that's losing O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson, and, and I can step in right away and go make a difference. That's how I see it. But time will tell with that, especially as we get through spring football and into the fall. Well, do I have a better chance of getting on the field X or Y, right? And you mentioned Win. Win still has a year, uh, and, and that's a name to – to add, he's not declared. No, and I'm not, I'm not writing him off no, from no, a defensive no, but line. That's room, a but fair take. Do you get the, the Palmer production, or is it more spot like win where. You know what? He, okay. he's, he's a good voice to have in the room. He's been at a place that he, he's seen how the, the winners do it, and you know what? He's going to be a good leader in that room. But win, I don't think, contributed like we thought he would along the defensive line last year. And that, that's the question in my mm-hmm. mind with a guy like Sherman. All right, Walter Rouse. That's the, uh, the, the third part of this trifecta. When you look at Betts, you look at Sherman. And Walter Rouse, the offensive tackle, Wednesday coming to Lincoln, Thursday, Friday, we're even Saturday morning, we're chatting about, okay, man, uh, offensive tackle is a position of need, and Nebraska will still try and go get an offensive tackle. Don't kid yourself before things are said and done here uh, once spring football wraps. So uh, what's the story behind Walter Rouse? Why did he go and say yes to Nebraska and then flip to Oklahoma. We'll get the answer next from Dean Blevins. Dean Blevins, longtime Sooner insider. Get his take on the situation. It's Hale Varsity, and we're presented by Currency.